Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. You need to see yourself as a steward, not an owner of the money that you have. Once you understand that it isn't your money, it's His money, and then He just blesses us and our finances improved. God really blessed our finances. You can trust God with your money. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Monday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Last week, I started a teaching entitled Financial Stewardship. So this is the beginning of my second week. Today is our Labor Day program. Here in the United States, this is a holiday. We don't have our phone center open today, but uh, I encourage you to go to our website. You can get all of these materials that we're offering, but our phone center will be closed today because of our Labor Day holiday. I started teaching last week about financial stewardship, and the way that I've titled this is significant. I spent the first four days saying that one of the first steps is to get this stewardship mentality, not an owner mentality. It's not your money. It's not your resources. Even though you've worked, most people think this is mine, but no, the truth is God is the source of everything. I used Abraham and David as an example of that. And if you missed any of this, please go back and get this teaching, but especially go back and read in 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verses 10 through 18, about how David said that, man, who are we that we could give? We were slaves at one time. Now we have this prosperity. They gave the equivalent of like a $4 billion offering in one day for the building of the temple. And David was just so overwhelmed. He says, who are we? We were slaves. We had nothing. All we've done is give back to you what you have given to us. And man, that attitude is the steward mentality. That's what we were talking about. And then on last Friday's broadcast, I used these verses. Let me just read this again out of Luke chapter 16 and in verse 10. Jesus said, He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, which is just old English for referring to money, if you have not been faithful trusting God in this area of money, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? You know, we apply these verses in many different ways, but in the context, Jesus is saying, trusting God in the area of finances is the least use of your faith. And if you can't do that which is least, you can't do that which is greatest. If you haven't been faithful in that which is least, trusting God in money, well, then God's not going to give you more responsibility. This area of trusting God in finances is not just for the mature saints. It's for the baby Christian. It's a starting place. If you can't trust the scriptures that talk about God prospering you, well, then I think you're deceiving yourself to think that you can trust the scriptures about God healing you and solving your marriage problems and giving you joy and peace and all of these things. Those, are other, those other things are more important. Trusting God in the area of finances is the least use of your faith. And I know that there's not many people saying this. 
YOU KNOW, IF SOMEBODY WAS TO COME DOWN IN A CHURCH SERVICE THAT I WAS HOLDING, AND IF SOMEBODY CAME DOWN AND SAYS, I WANT TO MAKE JESUS MY LORD, AND IF I WAS TO ASK THEM, WELL, ARE YOU TRUSTING HIM IN THIS AREA OF FINANCES? <laughs> I GUARANTEE YOU. Uh, AND if I, IF I RESPONDED THAT WAY, I WOULD BE RUN OUT OF TOWN ON A RAIL. I'D BE KICKED OUT OF NEARLY ANY CHURCH. PEOPLE WOULD SAY, OH, MAN, YOU NEED TO GET THEM BORN AGAIN FIRST. UNTIL THEY GET BORN AGAIN, DON'T TELL THEM ABOUT FINANCES. DON'T TELL THEM TO START TRUSTING GOD WITH THEIR RICHES, BUT GET THEM BORN AGAIN FIRST, AND THEN MAYBE 10 YEARS, 20 YEARS LATER OR SOMETHING, THEY BEGIN TO START TRUSTING GOD IN THIS AREA OF FINANCES. I'M GOING TO SHOCK SOME OF YOU, BUT HERE IN MARK CHAPTER 10 IS AN INSTANCE WHERE A RICH MAN CAME TO JESUS AND HE WANTED TO SERVE JESUS, AND JESUS SAID, GO SELL EVERYTHING THAT YOU HAVE, GIVE IT TO THE POOR, AND THEN COME AND FOLLOW ME. THAT WOULD BE EQUIVALENT TO ME TELLING A PERSON WHO COMES DOWN TO GET SAVED, ARE YOU GOING TO TRUST GOD IN THIS AREA OF FINANCES? PEOPLE WOULD JUST THINK I'M A CULT, AND YET THIS IS EXACTLY WHAT JESUS DID. LOOK AT THIS. IN MARK CHAPTER 10 AND IN VERSE 17, IT SAYS, AND WHEN HE WAS GONE FORTH INTO THE WAY, THERE CAME ONE RUNNING AND KNEELED TO HIM AND ASKED HIM, GOOD MASTER, WHAT SHALL I DO THAT I MAY INHERIT ETERNAL LIFE? NOW, YOU'VE GOT TO RECOGNIZE THE CONTEXT. JESUS WAS a, um, a CONTROVERSIAL FIGURE IN HIS DAYS. IN um, JOHN CHAPTER 9, I BELIEVE IT IS, THERE WAS A MAN WHO WAS HEALED AT THE GATE OF THE TEMPLE, AND THE PHARISEES HAD SAID ANYBODY WHO WOULD CONFESS THAT JESUS WAS THE MESSIAH WOULD BE KICKED OUT OF THE SYNAGOGUE. AND IN THE JEWISH CULTURE OF THAT DAY, TO BE KICKED OUT OF THE SYNAGOGUE WAS BASICALLY YOU COULDN'T HAVE A RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD. YEAH, I MEAN, it was, a, IT WAS A SEVERE PUNISHMENT AND RESTRICTION. AND SO THIS MAN CAME TO JESUS KNOWING THAT IDENTIFYING WITH JESUS COULD GET HIM KICKED OUT OF THE SYNAGOGUE. HE COULD BECOME AN, an OUTCAST IN THE JEWISH SOCIETY, AND YET HE RAN AND FELL AT JESUS' FEET. HE WAS DEMONSTRATIVE. HE WAS WILLING TO SHOW THAT HE LOVED JESUS. AND HE SAID, GOOD MASTER, WHAT SHALL I DO THAT I CAN INHERIT ETERNAL LIFE? NOW, HE APPROACHED THIS IN THE WRONG WAY BECAUSE TRUE CHRISTIANITY ISN'T ABOUT WHAT YOU DO FOR JESUS AND HE REWARDS YOU WITH ETERNAL LIFE. IT'S ABOUT WHAT JESUS DID FOR YOU, AND YOU JUST HAVE TO HUMBLE YOURSELF AND RECEIVE SALVATION AS A GIFT. SO HE APPROACHED JESUS IN THE WRONG WAY, BASICALLY SAYING, WHAT DO I HAVE TO DO TO EARN SALVATION? AND, OF COURSE, uh, YOU CAN'T EARN SALVATION. THAT'S THE WAY, THAT'S THE REASON THAT JESUS RESPONDED TO HIM AND QUOTED THE TEN COMMANDMENTS, BECAUSE THAT'S THE REASON THE COMMANDMENTS WERE GIVEN, NOT TO GAIN YOU ACCESS TO GOD, BUT RATHER TO SHOW YOU THAT YOU CANNOT EARN IT. NOBODY CAN FULFILL ALL OF THE LAW THAT GOD COMMANDED. SO THE LAW WASN'T GIVEN TO GRANT YOU SALVATION. IT WAS GIVEN TO SHOW YOU HOW INCAPABLE OF SELF-SALVATION YOU WERE. THAT'S THE REASON THAT JESUS QUOTED TO THIS MAN THAT YOU CAN'T KILL, YOU CAN'T uh, LIE, YOU CAN'T STEAL, YOU CAN'T COMMIT ADULTERY, ETC. HE WAS SHOWING HIM, ALL RIGHT, IF YOU'RE GOING TO TRY AND EARN SALVATION, LET ME SHOW YOU THAT YOU CAN'T EARN IT. BUT BEFORE HE SAID THAT, he, JESUS RESPONDED TO THIS MAN BY SAYING, WHY ARE YOU CALLING ME GOOD? THERE IS NONE GOOD BUT ONE, THAT IS GOD. IN OTHER WORDS, JESUS, HE DEALT WITH PEOPLE NOT JUST ON THE out. Uh, OUTSIDE, THE EXTERNAL. THIS MAN RAN AND FELL AT JESUS' FEET, WHICH COULD HAVE GOT HIM KICKED OUT OF THE SYNAGOGUE. ON THE OUTSIDE, EVERYTHING LOOKED GOOD. BUT JESUS KNEW THIS MAN'S HEART WASN'T RIGHT. 
He knew that he wasn't really willing to commit himself and to make Jesus his Lord and Savior. He was wanting some of the recognition that might have come being associated with Jesus. He was wanting some physical advantage, but he wasn't truly at his heart level ready to commit. And so Jesus said unto him, Why do you call me good? There's none good but one, that is God. In other words, he was saying, You either make me God, you come to me and accept me as being God, or quit calling me good. And look at the man's response in the 20th verse. It says, He answered and said unto him, Master. He dropped the good master, and he just called him Master. Jesus said, Either make me God, or quit calling me good. Well, he quit calling him good. He wasn't willing to go all of the way. On the outside, it looked like he was just a great follower of Jesus. But, you know, the Scripture says, 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, that man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. JESUS WAS GOD. JESUS KNEW THAT THIS MAN'S HEART WASN'T RIGHT. AND SO THAT'S THE REASON HE SAID, QUIT CALLING ME GOOD OR MAKE ME GOD. YOU CAN'T HAVE IT EITHER WAY. HERE'S A LITTLE ASIDE. I'M GOING TO SAY THIS VERY QUICKLY, BUT THERE'S MANY PEOPLE WHO ARE WILLING TO RECOGNIZE JESUS AS A GOOD FIGURE. DID YOU KNOW THAT ISLAM RECOGNIZES JESUS AS A PROPHET AND A GOOD PERSON? NEARLY EVERY RELIGION ON THE PLANET HAS TO RECONCILE OUR DEAL WITH JESUS, AND THEY SAY THAT HE WAS A GREAT MAN AND HE WAS A GREAT EXAMPLE. BUT NO, THAT WON'T DO IT. JESUS SAID IN JOHN CHAPTER 14, VERSE 6, I AM THE WAY, THE TRUTH, AND THE LIFE. NO MAN COMES UNTO THE FATHER BUT BY ME. PETER SAID IN ACTS CHAPTER 4, VERSE 12, THAT THERE IS NO OTHER NAME UNDER HEAVEN GIVEN AMONG MEN WHEREBY YOU MUST BE SAVED. JESUS WASN'T A WAY TO GOD. HE WAS THE WAY. JESUS WAS EITHER WHO HE SAID HE WAS. HE WAS GOD MANIFEST IN THE FLESH, AND THERE'S NO OTHER WAY TO GET TO GOD THE FATHER EXCEPT THROUGH HIM, OR HE WAS A DECEIVER. HE WAS A LIAR. He, YOU CAN'T SAY THAT HE WAS A GOOD MAN, AND HE WAS A GREAT EXAMPLE. HE WAS EITHER GOD, AND HE WAS who he, WHO HE CLAIMED TO BE, OR HE WAS NOTHING. THAT'S IMPORTANT. AND SO JESUS WAS SAYING THAT TO THIS MAN. QUIT CALLING ME GOOD, UNLESS YOU'RE WILLING TO MAKE ME GOD. AND THE MAN SAYS, MASTER, ALL OF THESE HAVE I KEPT FROM MY YOUTH. HE SAYS, I'VE KEPT ALL OF THE TEN COMMANDMENTS. THE TRUTH IS, NOBODY HAS EVER KEPT THE TEN COMMANDMENTS. YOU KNOW, THE VERY FIRST COMMANDMENT IS, YOU SHALL HAVE NO OTHER GODS BEFORE ME. THE LAST COMMANDMENT, THE TENTH COMMANDMENT, IS THAT YOU SHALL NOT COVET ANYTHING. THIS MAN HAD MADE MONEY HIS GOD. IT SAYS IN COLOSSIANS 3, 5, IT SAYS COVETOUSNESS IS IDOLATRY. THIS MAN'S FAITH WAS IN HIS MONEY. HE WAS COVETOUS FOR ALL OF THE THINGS THAT HE HAD. HE WAS A RICH YOUNG RULER. HE WAS VERY WEALTHY, AND HE HAD PUT HIS MONEY AHEAD OF GOD. HE BROKE THE FIRST COMMANDMENT. HE WAS COVETING WHAT HIS MONEY COULD DO FOR HIM. HE BROKE THE TENTH COMMANDMENT AND PROBABLY EVERY COMMANDMENT IN BETWEEN. AND SO JESUS, LOOK AT THIS, AFTER HE HAD SAID THAT I'VE KEPT ALL OF THESE COMMANDMENTS, JESUS KNEW THAT HIS HEART WASN'T RIGHT, BUT HE DIDN'T KNOW IT. HE WAS DECEIVED, THINKING THAT BECAUSE HE WAS OUTWARDLY HOLY, THAT SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER GOD OWED HIM SALVATION. SO HOW DID JESUS DEAL WITH THIS? LOOK AT THIS IN VERSE 21. IT SAYS, JESUS BEHOLDING HIM LOVED HIM. NOW, JESUS IS GOING TO SAY SOME THINGS ABOUT GIVING AWAY EVERYTHING HE HAD, BUT I WANT TO EMPHASIZE THAT HE LOVED THIS MAN. JESUS DIDN'T SAY THIS BECAUSE HE WAS TRYING TO HURT THIS MAN. WHEN THE LORD TELLS YOU TO GIVE, AND IT SHALL BE GIVEN UNTO YOU, WHEN HE TELLS YOU TO TITHE, 
WHEN HE TELLS YOU THAT SOWERS ARE THE ONES THAT RECEIVE MONEY AND ALL OF THESE KIND OF THINGS. HE'S NOT SAYING THIS BECAUSE HE HATES YOU AND HE'S TRYING TO DIMINISH YOU. GOD LOVES YOU. GOD WANTS TO BLESS YOU AND PROSPER YOU, BUT YOU HAVE TO RESPOND IN FAITH. FAITH IS HOW YOU ACCESS THE GRACE OF GOD. ROMANS CHAPTER 5, VERSE 2 SAYS, WE HAVE ACCESS BY FAITH INTO THIS GRACE. YOU CAN'T BUY GOD'S BLESSING. YOU CAN'T BUY HEALING. YOU CAN'T BUY PROSPERITY. YOU CAN'T BUY JOY AND HAPPINESS, BUT YOU DO HAVE TO BELIEVE GOD FOR THOSE THINGS. THEY DON'T JUST AUTOMATICALLY WORK. IF IT WAS ONLY UP TO GOD, IF OUR FAITH, IF OUR RESPONSE TO GOD DIDN'T HAVE ANYTHING TO DO WITH IT, IF IT WAS ONLY UP TO GOD, EVERY PERSON WOULD BE HEALED, EVERY PERSON WOULD BE BLESSED, EVERY PERSON WOULD BE PROSPEROUS, BECAUSE THIS IS THE WILL OF GOD. THIRD JOHN, CHAPTER 1, VERSE 2 SAYS, BELOVED, I WISH ABOVE ALL THINGS THAT YOU PROSPER AND BE IN HEALTH, EVEN AS YOUR SOUL PROSPERS. GOD WISHES FOR YOU TO BE HEALED AND FOR YOU TO PROSPER ABOVE ALL THINGS. IF IT WAS ONLY UP TO GOD, EVERY PERSON WOULD BE HEALED. EVERY PERSON WOULD BE BLESSED AND PROSPEROUS. BUT WE HAVE A PART TO PLAY. WE DON'T EARN THE BLESSING OF GOD BY YOU GIVING. YOU DON'T EARN PROSPERITY, BUT YOU TRUST GOD. GIVING IS A WAY OF SHOWING THAT YOU TRUST GOD AND THAT YOU'RE DEPENDING UPON HIM. BECAUSE YOU KNOW WHAT? TO THE NATURAL MIND, IT MAKES NO SENSE TO GIVE A PORTION OF WHAT YOU HAVE AWAY. IF THERE WASN'T A GOD WHO PROMISED THAT HE'D PROSPER YOU, WELL, THEN WHEN YOU TAKE A PORTION OF WHAT YOU HAVE AND GIVE IT AWAY, YOU'RE MOVING AWAY FROM YOUR GOALS INSTEAD OF TOWARDS THEM. IT IS COUNTERINTUITIVE. THE ONLY REASON FOR A PERSON TO START GIVING ON A CONSISTENT BASIS AND TITHING AND GIVING ABOVE YOUR tithes, THE ONLY REASON TO DO THAT IS BECAUSE YOU TRUST GOD AND YOU TRUST HIS PROMISES. AND THAT'S WHAT GIVING IS ALL ABOUT. IT'S ABOUT TRUSTING GOD. IT'S ONE THING FOR A PERSON TO SAY, OH, I TRUST GOD. YEAH, I'M TRUSTING HIM. HE'S MY SOURCE. YOU CAN SAY THAT, BUT YOUR ACTIONS PROVE WHETHER YOU REALLY BELIEVE IT OR NOT. A PERSON WHO SAYS, OH, YEAH, I'M TRUSTING GOD AND I'M BELIEVING THAT GOD IS GOING TO PROSPER ME, BUT THEN YOU WON'T GIVE AND YOU WON'T TITHE, YOU WON'T DO WHAT GOD SAID IN HIS WORD, YOU'RE JUST BLOWING SMOKE. AND I KNOW THAT THAT MAY OFFEND SOME PEOPLE. SOME PEOPLE MIGHT HAVE TAKEN OFFENSE AND SAID, LOOK AT WHAT JESUS TOLD THIS MAN TO DO. THAT WAS HARSH. It, HE MUST NOT HAVE LOVED HIM. NO, IT SAYS, BEHOLDING THIS MAN, HE LOVED HIM. IT WASN'T BECAUSE HE REJECTED HIM. HE LOVED HIM. HE WAS SAYING THIS FOR THIS MAN'S OWN BENEFIT. AND SO HE SAID UNTO HIM, ONE THING YOU LACK, GO YOUR WAY, SELL WHATEVER YOU HAVE, AND GIVE TO THE POOR, AND THOU SHALT HAVE TREASURE IN HEAVEN, AND COME TAKE UP THY CROSS, AND FOLLOW ME. JESUS WAS TELLING A MAN WHO WAS SAYING, I WANT TO FOLLOW YOU. I want, WHAT DO I HAVE TO DO TO HAVE A RELATIONSHIP WITH YOU? AND HE REALIZED THAT THIS MAN, he, OUTWARDLY, HE WAS MORE DEMONSTRATIVE. HE LOOKED BETTER THAN HE WAS ON THE INSIDE. ON THE INSIDE, HE WAS TRUSTING IN HIS WEALTH. HE WAS TRUSTING IN WHAT THAT MONEY COULD DO FOR HIM. AND JESUS, BECAUSE HE LOVED HIM AND WANTED TO BRING THIS MAN TOTAL DELIVERANCE, HE SAYS, GO SELL EVERYTHING YOU HAVE AND GIVE IT TO THE POOR, AND THEN COME AND FOLLOW ME. DID YOU KNOW, AGAIN, I SAY THAT IF I WAS TO DO THIS TO PEOPLE TODAY, PEOPLE WOULD COME OUT AGAINST ME. THEY WOULD BRAND ME A CULT. THEY WOULD SAY, THIS IS SO RESTRICTIVE. NO, YOU DON'T HAVE TO DO THAT. IT'S JUST NOTHING BUT JUST RECEIVE JESUS AS YOUR SAVIOR. AND THEN LATER ON, 20 YEARS LATER, YOU CAN START TRUSTING HIM FOR FINANCES AND STUFF. THAT'S FOR THE uh, SUPER SAINTS. THAT'S FOR THE MATURE CHRISTIANS. 
NO, JESUS IS USING THIS TO A MAN WHO CAME TO HIM AND WAS JUST TRYING TO GET IN THE FRONT DOOR, AND HE SAYS, GO SELL EVERYTHING YOU HAVE. AGAIN, I WANT TO EMPHASIZE THAT YOU CAN'T BUY RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD. THIS IS NOT SAYING THAT EVERY PERSON WHO COMES TO THE LORD HAS TO GIVE AWAY EVERYTHING YOU HAVE AND GIVE IT TO THE POOR. I CAN SHOW YOU EXAMPLES OF NICODEMUS, AND HE WAS A VERY WEALTHY MAN. Uh, Zacchaeus WAS A WEALTHY MAN, AND YET JESUS DIDN'T TELL THEM TO SELL EVERYTHING THAT THEY HAD. HE WENT INTO Zacchaeus' HOUSE, AND HE TOLD Zacchaeus THAT SALVATION HAS COME TO THIS HOUSE TODAY, AND YET HE DIDN'T ASK Zacchaeus FOR A THING. BECAUSE YOU KNOW WHAT? Zacchaeus HAD ALREADY HUMBLED HIMSELF, AND HE SAYS, I'M GOING TO GIVE BACK ALL OF THE MONEY I'VE STOLEN FROM PEOPLE, AND IF I'VE WRONGED ANYBODY, I'LL PAY THEM BACK FOUR TIMES WHAT I'VE STOLEN FROM THEM. SEE, HE HAD ALREADY STARTED TRUSTING GOD MORE THAN HE HAD TRUSTED ALL OF THE MONEY THAT HE HAD GOTTEN BY DECEIT AND FRAUD AND THINGS LIKE THAT, AND BECAUSE OF IT, JESUS NEVER MENTIONED MONEY TO HIM. MONEY ISN'T THE ISSUE. IT'S WHERE'S YOUR HEART? WHERE'S YOUR TRUST? AND PEOPLE WHO SAY, OH, I'M TRUSTING GOD, BUT YET YOU'VE NEVER EVEN TITHED? YOU DON'T GIVE? YOU CONSIDER THIS MONEY YOURS? YOU AREN'T A STEWARD, BUT YOU'RE AN OWNER, AND YOU FEEL LIKE YOU'VE DONE SOMETHING AWESOME IF YOU JUST THROW A LITTLE TIP TO GOD EVERY ONCE IN A WHILE? YOU CAN SAY WHAT YOU WANT TO, BUT YOU DON'T TRUST GOD. AND THAT'S WHAT JESUS IS SAYING TO THIS RICH MAN. THIS RICH MAN LOOKED GOOD ON THE OUTSIDE. HE SAYS, I'VE KEPT ALL OF THE COMMANDMENTS, BUT THE TRUTH WAS, MONEY WAS HIS GOD. HE HAD BROKEN THE FIRST COMMANDMENT. HE WAS COVETOUS. HE HAD BROKEN THE TENTH COMMANDMENT. AND THERE ARE MANY PEOPLE WATCHING THIS THAT YOU WOULD DESIRE RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD, BUT YOU AREN'T SEEING IT WORK. YOU AREN'T SEEING HEALING WORK. YOU AREN'T SEEING RELATIONSHIPS RESTORED. YOU DON'T HAVE JOY. YOU DON'T HAVE PEACE. YOU'RE DEPRESSED. YOU'RE FEARFUL. YOU'RE WORRIED. ALL OF THESE THINGS, AND YOU'RE SAYING, WHY ISN'T IT WORKING? I'M TELLING YOU, ONE OF THE REASONS IS BECAUSE YOU HAVE NEVER TRUSTED GOD IN THIS AREA OF FINANCES. THIS IS EXACTLY THE APPROACH THAT JESUS HAD TOWARDS THIS RICH MAN. AND HE SAID THESE THINGS TO HIM BECAUSE HE LOVED HIM. I'M SAYING THIS TO YOU BECAUSE I LOVE YOU. GOD LOVES YOU. GOD IS LOVING YOU THROUGH ME. AND GOD IS TELLING YOU THAT HE LOVES YOU. BUT IF YOU ARE GOING TO GO ON AND PROSPER IN THE CHRISTIAN LIFE, YOU MUST START TRUSTING HIM IN THIS AREA OF FINANCES. YOU MUST START DOING WHAT HE SAID. YOU MUST START TITHING. YOU MUST START GIVING. IT'S NOT AN OPTION. THIS ISN'T SOMETHING THAT YOU CAN BYPASS. YOU'VE GOT TO DEAL WITH THIS. AND SOME OF YOU DON'T LIKE THIS, BUT I'M TELLING YOU, GOD IS SPEAKING THROUGH ME TO YOU AND TELLING YOU THAT YOU NEED TO START TRUSTING HIM, TRUSTING HIS PROMISES THAT WHEN YOU GIVE, GOD IS GOING TO BLESS YOU BACK. YOU'VE GOT TO START TRUSTING THESE PROMISES. AND THIS IS GOD SPEAKING TO YOU. YOU NEED TO DEAL WITH THIS. HOW DID THIS MAN RESPOND? IT SAYS IN VERSE 22, HE WAS SAD AT THAT SAME. THERE ARE SOME OF YOU THAT RIGHT NOW ARE SAD. YOU UNDERSTAND EXACTLY WHAT I'M SAYING, BUT YOU'RE SAD AT IT, AND YOU THINK, OH, I DON'T WANT TO DO THAT. THIS MAN WAS SAD AT THAT SAME AND WENT AWAY GRIEVED, FOR HE HAD GREAT POSSESSIONS. HIS TRUST IN MONEY. HE TRUSTED MONEY MORE THAN HE TRUSTED GOD. MAN, THAT'S A SAD THING. AND YET, I WOULD SAY THERE ARE MILLIONS OF PEOPLE WHO ARE CLAIMING TO BE CHRISTIANS, AND YET THEY DON'T TRUST GOD IN THIS AREA OF FINANCES. 
THEY'RE SAYING, OH, I TRUST HIM FOR MY ETERNAL SALVATION. I BELIEVE IF I DIE, I'M GOING TO HEAVEN. AND MAN, THEY'RE SAYING THAT MY FAITH IS STRONG, AND YET THEY CAN'T TRUST THE LEAST. LUKE CHAPTER 16, VERSES 10 AND 11, IT'S THE LEAST USE OF YOUR FAITH TO TRUST HIM IN FINANCES, BUT YOU'RE SAYING, I CAN TRUST HIM FOR ETERNAL THINGS, WHICH ARE INFINITELY MORE IMPORTANT, BUT I CAN'T TRUST HIM FOR THIS LEAST. THERE'S PEOPLE THAT HAVE DECEIVED THEMSELVES, THAT ARE THINKING THEY'RE A CHRISTIAN BECAUSE THEY GO TO A CHURCH, BECAUSE THEY'VE SIGNED A CARD, BECAUSE THEY LIVE A RELATIVELY MORAL LIFE. BUT I'M TELLING YOU, GOOD PEOPLE DON'T GO TO HEAVEN, AND BAD PEOPLE DON'T GO TO HELL. THAT'S NOT THE WAY THAT IT IS. FORGIVEN PEOPLE ARE THE ONLY ONES THAT GO TO HEAVEN, AND PEOPLE WHO REJECT FORGIVENESS ARE THE ONES THAT GO TO HELL. AND SOME OF THEM, THEY REJECT FORGIVENESS AS A GIFT. THEY'RE TRYING TO EARN IT, AND THEY ARE TRUSTING IN THEIR OWN GOODNESS, BUT THAT'LL SEND YOU TO HELL. THERE'S GOING TO BE SOME MORALLY GOOD PEOPLE WHO GO TO HELL BECAUSE THEY DIDN'T TRUST JESUS FOR THEIR SALVATION. THEY WERE TRUSTING THEIR OWN GOODNESS TO EARN THEM THAT RIGHT. THE BIBLE SAYS IN ROMANS CHAPTER 6, VERSE 23, THE WAGES OF SIN IS DEATH, BUT THE GIFT OF GOD IS ETERNAL LIFE. ETERNAL LIFE IS A GIFT. IT'S NOT A WAGE TO BE EARNED. IT'S A GIFT TO BE RECEIVED. THIS MAN WAS TRUSTING IN HIS GOODNESS, AND THAT'S THE REASON JESUS GAVE HIM THESE COMMANDMENTS. YOU DON'T HAVE TO KEEP THE COMMANDMENTS TO BE BORN AGAIN. WHAT YOU'VE GOT TO DO IS TRUST IN JESUS. AND YOU KNOW WHAT? YOU DON'T HAVE TO GET RID OF ALL OF YOUR MONEY TO RECEIVE A HEALING OR A DELIVERANCE FROM GOD, BUT YOU DO HAVE TO TRUST HIM IN THESE AREAS. AND IF YOU HAVEN'T TRUSTED HIM IN THIS AREA OF FINANCES, I BELIEVE YOU ARE DECEIVING YOURSELF TO BELIEVE THAT YOU'RE TRUSTING HIM FOR YOUR HEALING, THAT YOU'RE TRUSTING HIM FOR YOUR DELIVERANCE, YOU'RE TRUSTING HIM FOR VICTORY IN THIS LIFE. IF YOU HAVEN'T TRUSTED HIM IN THIS AREA OF FINANCES, THEN YOU HAVEN'T GOT DONE THE LEAST THING, AND YOU CERTAINLY AREN'T GOING TO BE ABLE TO TRUST HIM IN THESE GREATER THINGS. I KNOW WHAT I'M SAYING IS SHOCKING MANY PEOPLE. I KNOW IT'S OFFENSIVE TO MANY PEOPLE, BUT I AM NOT SAYING ANYTHING THAT IS CONTRARY TO WHAT JESUS SAID. THIS IS EXACTLY HOW JESUS DEALT WITH THIS RICH MAN. AND YOU KNOW, IF HE WOULD HAVE UNDERSTOOD WHAT JESUS WAS DOING, IT GOES ON DOWN HERE IN VERSE 30 TO SAY THAT THERE'S NOT A SINGLE PERSON THAT WILL EVER LEAVE HOUSE, FATHER, MOTHER, BROTHER, SISTER, LANDS, OR GIVE UP ANYTHING FOR HIS SAKE, BUT WHAT HE WOULD RECEIVE A HUNDREDFOLD IN THIS LIFE WITH PERSECUTIONS AND IN THE WORLD TO COME EVERLASTING LIFE. IF THIS MAN WOULD HAVE DONE WHAT JESUS SAID, AND IF HE HAD GIVEN AWAY ALL OF HIS STUFF IN THIS LIFE, HE WOULD HAVE RECEIVED A HUNDREDFOLD. HE WOULD HAVE BEEN A HUNDRED TIMES RICHER THAN HE WAS. GOD WASN'T SAYING THESE THINGS TO PUT HIM INTO POVERTY. HE WAS SAYING IT TO GET HIM OUT OF TRUSTING MONEY AND INSTEAD TO TRUST GOD. AND I'M TELLING YOU, THE SAME THING IS TRUE FOR PEOPLE HERE TODAY. YOU NEED TO PUT YOUR TRUST IN GOD. AND IT'S ONE THING TO SAY YOU TRUST GOD, BUT YOUR FINANCES, THE WAY YOU GIVE OR DON'T GIVE, IS A REVELATION OF WHERE YOUR TRUE TRUST IS. MAN, BEFORE I CAME TO Karis, I WAS SO BROKEN. I DEALT A LOT WITH ANXIETY AND DEPRESSION. I DIDN'T REALLY REALIZE I COULD HAVE AN ACTUAL RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD. WHEN I CAME HERE, I STARTED TO SEE GOD LIKE, YOU KNOW, HE JUST WANTS TO HAVE A RELATIONSHIP WITH ME. IT TOTALLY TRANSFORMED THE WAY I LOOK AT GOD. GOD LONGS TO HAVE FELLOWSHIP WITH YOU. THIS IS WHERE FAITH COMES FROM. IT'S NOT JUST HEAD KNOWLEDGE, BIBLE SCHOOL KNOWLEDGE, IT'S REVELATION KNOWLEDGE THAT CHANGES YOU. JUST BEEN SET FREE FROM A LOT OF THE BONDAGE I WAS IN. I HAVEN'T BEEN DEPRESSED IN SO LONG. PRETTY AWESOME HAVING THAT JUST WEIGHT LIFTED. 
and putting on Jesus' yoke. You come here and you meet God personally, and then He gives you a whole new direction. This is a time, this is a season of your life that God's wanting to show you who you really are and what He's wanting to do in your life. If you have a desire for Bible college, God's the one that put it there. If you're considering coming to Karis, I just want to say it's going to be one of the best decisions you've made in your life. I would like to encourage you to get this teaching that I have on financial stewardship. As I've said during the teaching, it's a different approach than most people take on prosperity, but I believe it's scriptural. You need to develop this attitude of stewardship, not ownership. So I have it in book form, and then we have a study guide that is the same material, just reformatted specifically so you can disciple other people. You can print out the material and have the questions right there. We have CDs and DVDs on this. And I also have the book and study guide in Spanish. And then we have a companion DVD where I have testimonies of six different people who have put this into practice and now they're prospering. Listen to our announcer as he gives you this information. Andrew's complete teaching titled Financial Stewardship is available in either a CD or DVD album or as a book or companion study guide. Also available is the Financial Breakthroughs DVD, which includes six true stories of people that experience the freedom of turning their finances over to God. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount or you can get the Financial Stewardship Package. This package includes the book, study guide, and your choice of either the CD or DVD album, as well as the Financial Breakthroughs DVD. This package has a catalog value of $115, but you can get it today for only $80. Also, Andrew would like to make available his redesigned Living Commentary Bible software. Download your copy of Andrew's Living Commentary and start studying through the Bible with Andrew today. The Living Commentary is available for both Mac and PC for a gift of only $120 exclusively as a download at awmi.net. Our helpline is closed today to allow our employees to celebrate the holiday. But you can always visit our website where you can order ministry materials online 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at awmi.net. On our website, you'll not only find materials from today's broadcast, you'll find a wealth of ministry resources available to you. If you prefer, you can order materials by writing us. Use the address on your screen. Welcome to the AWM Minute a small glimpse on how the friends and partners of Andrew Womack Ministries and Karis Bible College are equipping believers to stand against all the attacks of the enemy. After returning from a mission trip, Johan was diagnosed with yellow fever. Doctors informed he had little chance of survival, but because of his time at Karis Netherlands, he knew how to use his authority. The doctors came. How are you feeling? I said, I'm healed. He said, what do you mean you're healed? I said, I'm healed. Jesus healed me. She says, no, we're going to keep you here for at least the weekend to see if, if everything changes. Monday morning, they came to me and they told me, we're going to release you. I just realized that I don't need to believe my circumstances. I am not going to die, but I'm going to live in Jesus' name. Johan's recovery was so miraculous that he was invited to speak at a doctor's convention in Holland. To see Johan's full healing journey, visit awmi.net today. 
Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I want to invite you to join me on September the 19th through the 21st in Woodbridge, Virginia. I'm going to be at the Hilton Memorial Chapel. We've been there many times and just always have great meetings. And this year, I'm going to have Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons with me. I promise you, these are some of the up-and-coming ministers in the body of Christ today. It's going to be a great time. Of course, we'll have Jamie with me, and we'll have Charlie and Jill LeBlanc doing praise and worship. It's just going to be a great time of ministry, of praise, uh, prayer for people. Remember, it's September the 19th through the 21st, Hilton Memorial Chapel in Woodbridge, Virginia.